Hello, dear friends. I hope you've all been peaceful in the Lord during the past week. May grace and peace abound in you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Revelation Bible Study number 31 from Last Day's Ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's study, let us begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let us continue to study the things to come in the future. Everyone knows that the things that were revealed 2,000 years ago through the Apostle John have come very close in our timeline. And we see that not only preachers but as also, the scientists of the world are claiming this even more. About a century ago, scientists laughed at preachers when Nate said the end of the world was near. However, tables have now turned as modern-day preachers laugh at the scientists when they claim the world is nearing its end. Preachers in the past looked only at the Lord in the midst of their poverty but modern-day preachers of the Western world, including the United States, have become very tarnished. Whether or not, if it is because their lives are prosperous, but it's disheartening to hear of their outcomes. Those who believe in and receive Jesus Christ become a new creation and they are set in a new position the moment they receive him. Not only have they become God's children, but also the bride of Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, and the most blessed hope for the bride is to wait for the groom, the Lord Jesus Christ. Titus 2.13 says, Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. James 4.4 4 says, Loving the world or the things of the world is enmity with God. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? 
Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you have any hopes for the world? Or do you have hope in God? Do you have hope for worldly materials? Or do you have hope in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? We all have to check our own selves. That's why the Apostle Paul said, Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves, know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Today we continue into Revelation chapter 15. We have seen the second coming of Jesus Christ three different times in our study of Book of Revelation. Chapter 6, verse 12 through 17, chapter 11, verse 13 through 16, and chapter 14, verse 18 through 20. We also went through the three accounts of tribulation. First, the seals judgments in chapters 5, 6, and 7, then trumpet judgments in chapters 8, 9, 10, and 11, and third, where the Antichrist appears and works in chapters 11, 12, 13, and 14. Then comes the fourth vile judgment. We will now begin the study of the fourth account of the tribulation that comes from the vile judgment. Just as there are four accounts of the Gospels, there are also four accounts of the tribulation. Let us now begin with Revelation 15, verse 1. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them is filled up with the wrath of God. These are the saints who could not be raptured and faced the tribulation. Saints here are the Old Testament saints, the people of Israel. There are also Gentiles among the tribulation saints, the saints who have faced the tribulation are the people of God. These group of people are gone before this last plagues are about to be poured on. They went into the tribulation, but in chapter 15, we can see that they have now disappeared from the face of the earth. In chapter 14, there are the 144,000. We saw them in chapter 14, that the 144 people who received God's seal have already ascended to heaven. The church has, of course, disappeared from the earth before the tribulation begins. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8-10 through 10 says, God did not appoint us to receive His wrath. That is why the born-again church went up when the Lord came into the air. That's why the word church appears in Revelation chapters 2 and 3 and never appears again after chapter 4. We Christians were not appointed to receive wrath, but to receive salvation. However, we must know that unbelievers in the world are appointed to receive wrath. The vials correspond with the trumpets. However, the only difference is that the vials appeared in the middle of the 70th week of Daniel. So in other words, it is the period from the middle to the end of the latter three and a half years, the second half of the seven-year tribulation. Here's Revelation 16 verse 2 for reference. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. 
and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. Here we can see when the vials of wrath begin to be poured out. Notice that people have already received the mark of the beast. You can tell that it's already been three and a half years into the tribulation period. Receiving the mark of the beast is the middle of the tribulation. It is in Revelation chapter 13. Continuing with Revelation 15 verse 2, And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. The sea of glass was seen in Revelation 4 verse 6. It's frozen ice. Book of Job says it is frozen. Therefore we cannot see God's throne because there is a sea of glass between the third heaven where God's throne is and the second heaven. The Apostle Paul testified, For now we see through a glass, darkly. 1 Corinthians 13, 12 However, when we are raptured and passed through that sea of glass to meet the Lord, we will see each other face to face. The saints here on the sea of glass with harp correspond with the people in Revelation chapter 14, verse 2 and 3, and chapter 7, verse 13 through 15, the 144,000 and the raptured saints. These people have already been raptured and are shown standing on the sea of glass before the Lord returns to earth. What a wonderful sight that would be. My heart is moved, simply imagining the scene of them standing in the sea of glass in the north, holding the harps, praising the Lord. Revelation 15 verse 3 says, And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, Thou King of Saints. The Song of Moses is found in Deuteronomy chapter 32. That's pretty important. Deuteronomy 32 is singing what will happen in the future. This is because the future events was not completed at Christ's first coming, but will happen at the second coming, including the events during the tribulation. Words of the Old Testament speaks of the first coming and the second coming at the same time. You won't know if you don't rightly divide. Everyone, whether a millennialist or post-millennialist, should know that Revelation chapter 15 was written after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. The Roman Catholics claim everything has been accomplished and that the Pope would rule for a thousand years as the substitute instead of Jesus. 2,000 years, they went on with that nonsense, and now they have gone silent about it. The victors in the text are not church-age saints. The reason is they sing the Song of Moses. They were Jews and lived under the Law and the Ten Commandments. Salvation comes through faith in Jesus Christ, plus keeping the law of Moses during the tribulation. Faith and works must follow. 
If you receive 666, the mark of the beast, you will break the law and lose your salvation and fall into the lake of fire. So how easy and wonderful it is to receive salvation in current age of grace. You are not saved by works in this age. This is why, since we are saved by grace, we may be disciplined for our wrongdoings on earth, we may not receive any reward. However, we will never lose our salvation. Why? Since we were saved by grace, salvation does not disappear because we did wrong things. Even elementary school students can easily understand this. Notice here the king of saints. The saints are the Israelites of the Old Testament. They are the saints during the tribulation. This is because in the age of grace, Jesus Christ is not called the king, but is called Lord, God, Christ, and the bridegroom. But the Jews are waiting for their king. Therefore, the king of saints can be seen as the king Israel is waiting for. Born-again believers are the spiritual body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. Jesus Christ is the king to the Jews, but he has become one with us. Ephesians 5 says this is a mystery. Christ and the church have become one body. It is a mystery that Christ and the church have become one body, just as a husband and wife become one body through marriage. The Lord is our head and our bridegroom. However, at the second coming, our Lord will come as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is what Revelation chapter 19 says. Saints who are now born again by the Holy Spirit, that is, who have entered the kingdom of God, will not be subject to the king of the Jews who rule in heaven, but we will become part of the body united with Jesus Christ and receive such authority to rule the earth with the Lord. This is the parable of the pound in Luke chapter 19. The one with ten pounds receive authority over ten cities. The one with five pounds, five cities. And the one who gained none is a wicked and lazy servant. No sovereignty. This is what the Lord himself said. So therefore, we Christians do not know how precious we are because we are the Lord's body, the bride. So when one member of the church commits sin, the whole church becomes unclean. In particular, when obscene things enter the church, you must thoroughly block them and have them repent and be cleansed. A man with leprosy was cast out of the camp in the Old Testament times. He was allowed to stay for seven days after getting ill. When Miriam rebelled against Moses, she contracted a leprosy. Moses prayed to the Lord to forgive her. The Lord restored her after a week. Our kingdom comes when he comes to establish his kingdom as king of kings and lord of lords. For he will give us dominion over that kingdom. That's why the Lord taught the prayer to the Jews, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Just as our Jesus was resurrected and became the Lord and Christ in heaven, he will become the Lord and Christ and rule the kingdom as the Messiah when he comes back to earth for everything, to the ends of the earth will 
belong to him as clearly stated in Psalm 2. Those of us who are baptized into one body by the Holy Spirit know beforehand who our King is, because He is within us. According to the Bible, Christians become kings and priests when Christ comes. In Revelation 1 verse 6, we have learned beforehand, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and His Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Then it says that they will be joint heirs with Christ when our Lord comes. Therefore, when Christ comes, Christians will reign with Him on earth as told in the parable of the pounds in Luke chapter 19. 2 Timothy 2.12 If we suffer, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He also will deny us. Romans 8.18 says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. The word glory in the Bible refers to the Lord of glory who comes as the King, who comes as the Lord of judgment. Therefore, today's Christians must face persecution here on earth. Just as Jesus was persecuted for preaching the gospel, the word, as a prophet at his first coming. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ, Jesus, shall suffer persecution. 2 Timothy 3.12 And the Lord said so himself, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. John 16 verse 33 and the Lord made it clear that you will be persecuted because you are not of the world, just as He is not of the world. Please do not mistakenly think Christians are to be ruling the earth right now. That's post-millennialism, amillennialism. Please beware. Christians are not supposed to rule right now. Many people say the man in Revelation chapter 6 Riding a white horse wearing a single crown and holding a bow with no arrows is Jesus Christ. But he is absolutely not the Christ. Rather, he is the Antichrist. The real Christ wears many crowns in chapter 19 of Revelation. And a great sword comes out of his mouth as he rides on a white horse followed by the heavenly army. However, death and hell follow the Antichrist in chapter 6. Believing the writer in chapter 6 is the Christ, many people live in mindset to go forth conquering and to conquer, for the saints must win and rule on this earth right now. That's not how it is. The Roman Catholics created their own church and claimed, We govern the world now. We now rule the world as the representative of Christ. That's why the Pope is called the Holy Father. But the Lord said, And call no man your father upon the earth. For one is your father which is in heaven. Matthew 23 verse 9. Because people don't know what he said, they are fooled easily and follow everything else because they don't study the Bible. The Bible says the blind lead the blind. The time has come to open your eyes and understand the word in these last days. Therefore, now is the time to suffer, 
and receive glory when the Lord comes. This generation is not to be kings, but to be cross-bearing servants. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross, and follow me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. The cross is suffering, the cross is great pain. The cross can bring fear and sometimes discouragement. It is being unfair. Therefore Satan discourages the saints through this cross and gives them fear so that they cannot preach the gospel. The Lord who spoke to Isaiah speaks to us in the same voice. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. Isaiah 41 verse 10 Revelation 15 verse 4 Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. When the Lord comes back, all nations will worship him. This can be found by reading Zechariah 14, Isaiah 2 verse 1 through 4, and Micah chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. This is the theme of Old Testament. When the Lord comes again, all nations will come to Jerusalem to worship, and the Jews will be made head over all the earth, for they will become a nation of priests. This appears in Psalm 72 and also in Psalm 110. Please find them and read it for yourself. About three quarters of the Old Testament deals with the subject the Lord's second coming and ruling over all nations where all nations gather in Israel and Jerusalem to worship the God of Jacob, which speaks of his second coming. Verse 4 is the scene of the second coming. The text of chapter 15 verse 4 is by no means talking about the first coming of the Lord who died on Calvary. Please read Psalms 96 and 97. The entire Psalms from 1 to 150 are mostly about the second coming of Christ, the tribulation, the millennial kingdom and eternity. The Lord said the Bible is all about him because the entire Bible talks about Christ's first coming, resurrection and his second coming. The text is when Jesus Christ came to this earth as the king of the Jews, sat on the throne of David and rules the earth. It is not the heavenly throne where he is currently sitting. The Lord will rise and he will come soon. He is currently sitting at the throne, but on the day of judgment, at his second coming, he will rise up and bring the raptured saints, his bride, who will appear as the heavenly army. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Jude 14 When Jesus comes, he will be in Jerusalem. He will sit on throne of David on earth, not on the right hand of God's throne, as he will rule over Israel, the house of Jacob, not the church. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, will now rule all nations including the United States. But such thing has never happened before. However, Isaiah 2 says during 
that time all nations will come to the mountain of the Lord of Israel. Isaiah 2 is written on a wall near the United Nations headquarters, supposing the Antichrist will do it. But in fact, this will truly be done by the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible clearly tells us that the Antichrist will take over the United Nations and perform these things in the future. Then Revelation chapter 15 verse 5 through 8 says, And after that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God, who liveth for ever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. This is the heavenly temple as mentioned in Revelation fourteen seventeen and chapter 11, verse 19, and also in chapter 8, verse 3 through 5. The text is the judgment of the final seven plagues upon the inhabitants of the earth who rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. These plagues will come near the end of the tribulation. Now and today, if you accept Jesus Christ wholeheartedly and is born again by the Holy Spirit, not only will you escape this oncoming tribulation, but also be able to enjoy the blessing of entering into the wedding banquet with the Lord in heaven, all while never-before-experienced terrible tribulation will be happening down on earth. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that all of you may enter into this blessing. Amen.